You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Dwayne Michaels. Dwayne, thanks so much for being with me today. You're welcome. I'm sure not. Dwayne, I'd love to talk to you. We've talked before, of course, and um, this is, we're still in the pandemic, uh, it, it seems. It's October 4th, 2021. And it, since last year, uh, since the pandemic began, it seems, you've been sending out, you've been as, as incredibly active as you've always been, if not more. You've been sending out what seem like small books uh, by email to, to everyone uh, yeah. or to your, your, your mailing list. Um, I, I want to jump into that and really talk about that, but I, I, I guess I want to start with how did that begin? Where did you come up with that? Because oh. to me that feels like a new kind of idea, a new form almost. It is actually, and I, I really like it. Uh, my assistant, Josiah, uh, he sounds biblical, doesn't he? Uh, he turns water into fishes. Or anyway, bread into wine. Anyway, he, um, he must be biblical. He said, why don't we do this? Why don't we put something out on, you know, on Vimeo or whatever that, you know, all that stuff. I don't know what it is. And I said, oh, Shah, Shah, says I. And and then I said, well, all right, we'll try it. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it would take me six months to put an exhibit together and then to get the frames and blah, blah, blah. And now every week we put out these little dramas, whatever you want to call them, and it's liberating. I'm as free as the bee, bees, breeze, bees, breeze, bees, bees. And um, it's, it's, I, I'm just, I absolutely love it. Every week I come up with a new idea, and uh, I'm apparently Methuselah or somebody like that because I think of something every week. Last week I went to uh, Pittsburgh uh, to my hometown and made a movie about McKeesport, how it's all falling down and, and a funny story. And uh, this week I'm doing something about Taggio, uh, you know, Taggio from Death in Venice. I'm still looking for a Taggio. you have any Taggios, let me know. And it's it's liberation. It's instant gratification. If I think of it on Monday, I'll be done by Friday. That's spectacular. You know. And we get old. I'm almost ninety, so when you get old you really want to do things right away because you don't know if you're gonna be around tomorrow to finish it, so you know, put up or shut up. Well, Dwayne, you've been you've been of course um making work that's about death, often looming for uh, well over 60 years now. You're, you're about yeah. to turn 90, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, your, your creativity and your energy seem to, seem to have not abated. Every time I see you, you're, you're full of life. You're making more work. Now you're months away yeah. from being 90, and throughout the pandemic, you've been uh, basically week. making, yeah, every week been making these works. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I love it, but I don't understand it. But I, I seem to be a fountain of youth. No, fountain of youth, U-T-E, Indians. No, no, I, it just, I, uh, I surprise myself. I love that. I love that. What I like about the movie I made about McKeesport, and the title of the movie is, so far, the title is uh, The Boy Who Counted Stars. And then it's called Return of the Prodigal Sonny. When I was a little boy, my nickname was Sonny. So I went back and 
I, 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 love, I, I love the idea of the boy who counted stars. And I meet myself. I, a friend of mine has a 10-year-old kid, little boy, and he's me as Sonny, but he doesn't know I'm Dwayne. And then we, I come out of the labyrinth, and, that's how, and then you have, to, you have to come and see the movie. I'm I would like anymore. to come and see the movie. And, of course, yeah. these movies are, I mean, mostly what you send out are, are PDFs, which are small booklets of images that you yeah. go through, but occasionally you also make movies oh, that we are do. also being sent out. Yeah, yeah, we do movies, and they go on Vimeo and Dimeo and Bimeo and Bimbo and, and stuff like that. But uh, it's white, yeah, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's thrilling, it's thrilling. I think what I'm going to miss most about when I die is that I'll, the things I won't have done, you know, uh, I can't wait to be able to do next week. And uh, I think, that, you know, I won't miss, I'll miss not having done something. Woo, woo. Anyway. Yes, and, 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 and not having done something. I mean, the, the, the images, to go through these a little bit now, I think Little Wilhelmina was the first one you sent out, and that was on June 25th in 2020, um, right as the pandemic started um, or just after it. Um, and, and that was very beautiful. And we could go through a number of these because I, I thought they were all so different. But to talk about that, that process, you're assembling images, yeah. but you're also making a painting. There's also a lot of typography in here. Um, it yeah. is, 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 so, so you're designing a book, really, right? This is a book yeah, they, form. They're, pro, they're all of a piece. Each one is unique. Oh, I should do one about eunuchs. And uh, uh, that's the thrill of it. It's, and if I, I'm not one of those people who spends six months deciding on something or I, I'm not one of those people that regurgitates you know I'm not a one trick pony there are plenty of one trick ponies you know people who have one big idea and then they beat it to death oh, oh I, I don't mean that you should never beat a pony to death you anyway but but, but I regress digress digress uh, and uh, it's it's the process and like one thing Pops into, like I'm thinking about another thing too. I'm working on. Uh, if anybody knows a good Taggio, let me know. But I'm thinking about uh, another one right now, and so far it's called. Uh, it's a, a back, it's back to death again. It's another get, getting back to the concept of death and not being. And I've got I've done a lot of writing, uh, and uh, I I really. With me, it's always been the idea first, and then I, and I get excited about it and and do it. But uh, I'm not a photographer in a sense that I walk around with a camera looking for something to take a photograph. You know, I I am the event. I'm an event. You're an event. We're all an event. And you see, I could do a whole thing on being an event. Uh, that's how it works. But it's it's thinking of something and then finding it interesting, and then doing it. And in the last movie we did, it has everything. It's unpredictable. You never know what you're going to... I'll give you one clue. I go to the library where I used to go when I was a little boy. I mean, I'm sitting there, and Sonny, the new little boy, comes in, and uh, I have a sign above my head. I'm sitting at a table, and I am called... Uh, I am called the uh, misfortune teller. <laughs> 
<laughs> he sits at the table and he says, what's my fortune? You know, what's going to happen? And I said, well, you're going to fall down a flight of steps and you're going to break your nose and then you're going to become a tap dancer and you're going to trip and you're going to break your toes. And uh, so I tell him all the bad things are going to happen to him, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. And let's see what else happens. And what did he oh, think? Then, what did he think of those of the of that of your foretelling of the future? Oh, the kid, he loved it. And then I then I'm on Main Street in McKeesport, which is completely abandoned. It's all empty, and I'm wearing dark glasses and a cup. And I tell uh, I, I I'm a, I'm called the Riddle Man, and he walks. And then I have a woman playing violin, and she walks by. And then there's a guy playing the trumpet, but I. So the he walked the kid walked. I said, "Hey kid, I you know I have a riddle. I'm the real man of you. That's my riddle. Uh, you know you win a buck." He said, "All right, what's the riddle?" I said, "But if you can't answer the riddle, you owe me two bucks." And then he he can't answer the riddle. And then I catch him. He steals the money out of my cup. You know I'm supposed to be blind, but I'm not blind. I see him steal the money. Anyway, that's that's the crisis, and I call the police, but nobody shows. Anyway, and that and, and like that was that. also so so that's something that's part that's in this film that you're that you're making now. That that's you in the new film, yet. yeah, that one I just made last week. And then we got a drone, and the drone flies high above the city. And I found, listen to this. Are you listening? I found yes. on the main one of the little empty streets. There's a sign from the building. It's a black, it's all black, and it has two words on it. It says, Magic Palace. What the hell is that? Can you imagine in this falling down empty city, there's a sign that says Magic Palace. I thought that was amazing. I love that. In fact, that was maybe even one of my possible titles for the movie, but I didn't go with it, Magic Palace. Wow, and, and it's, it's, it sounds beautiful, and and, and yeah. as usual, it's, it's, it seems that kind of magical things follow you or find you. Uh, but there's always been a kind of a poetic overtone to your work, and, and often this this sense of, of of magic a little bit. To talk about one that's not maybe so much like that is um, the, one of the first PDFs you sent out, uh, small books, was Sarajevo, and um, and and in that you were. You were drawing, you were writing, you used oh, one older yeah, images, but, 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 but that's all, that looks like it's all ink that's, and writing, um, yeah. well, um, more, more painterly. Yeah, it is each one. I do Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dwayne, the, 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 the sound sounds a little bit off. It sounds like it was, it was beautiful earlier. Now it sounds like there's a little static or something. Well, I don't hold know on, let me push, I'll, I'll push some buttons. Okay. Can you hear me? I can, that's perfect. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. I have a big nose, and every now and then my nose, like Pinocchio, bumps into the machine and does something. I'll okay, keep my perfect. nose away. Okay. <laughs> so I was mentioning Sarajevo and, and how yeah. that one hardly had an image in it, just a photograph, but uh, as, as it's starting to come with others, there's uh, paintings in there. There's, you're yeah, using they ink, are. you're using handwriting. Uh, and also, I use uh, acrylics. Oh, I've got, here's the opening verse it says in Sarajevo there's a mountain of meat made of dead people unfit to eat 
And with each hour, this mountain goes higher, and as it towers, and as it towers toward the sun, uh, it throws a shadow. Where its on, shadows fall on everyone. On everyone, yeah, not just those whose lives are done. Anyway, uh, I wrote that during the Sarajevo War. <laughs> Every occasion, I, I, it's wonderful. It's it's a tickle. It's a tickle. Well, I, I I don't know if I'd phrase it that way. It's it it you know um, it's uh, making it was, but of course it's it's a, a very disturbing and intense event yeah. that um, that you that you're describing. Um, well, and one I did recently I liked, which was about Gulliver's Travels, and I got all these miniature things, and then I got this guy, and he turned out to be Gulliver, and their little little ladders going up his nose and things like that. It's uh, I saw that one. That was a fantastic one. And then that, that seems to play on that, that your, your, your interest, as you always have, in, in kind of scale, in illusion. Absolutely. Uh, in magic, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, do you believe in magic? I sing that song already, too. You haven't, but feel free to sing it if you'd like. Well, I don't remember the whole um, Do you believe in magic? I wish I could, uh, I wish I could, uh, oh, I did a wonderful one, did you see it? On It was called uh, Fleur de Mal, and it was about, uh, uh, oh, for God's sakes, the French poet, Baudelaire. Yes. It was yes. stunning, stunning. Uh, it, it was one of my favorites. And then I did another, well, there are also many, and then I did another one called um, uh, Yort, which is a, a word I made up. It's completely, everything's made up. It's all, uh, yeah. So I find, for me, having the, uh, in, the t- in the year of the COVID, I find myself uh, blossoming. I wrote a little thing. I, I used to do... Uh, Japanese fan-shaped photographs, and I did one of the rain, and it said, suddenly, a, wait a while, something shower. I am watered like a flower. I don't regret being wet because I blossomed for an hour. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's my bottom line. I thought that was funny. Anyway, I like that too. I think that's funny. I, I, you know, there was so many um, small books that you sent out as PDFs. Some of them, you know, struck me in different ways. I remember the first was the wonders of Egypt. I mean, as you as you look back in these images that that yeah. I've never seen of yours, and these are all from Egypt at, at 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 this kind of amazing time in history. It was not only amazing to see the images. Um, that you are taking, which, which are gorgeous to see now in this story that you're making. But then it ends with, you know, someone who has a gun in Luxor almost yes. and, um, and incredibly disturbing and pointing at you at the viewer at the well, camera. It was, it was, I went to Luxor very early in the morning cause that's the only time nobody would be there. And while I was there, I made the, in one, in one square, there was like a little, column a little call and i took newspapers and i wanted to make a little religious thing so i put the newspapers on the column and i set them on fire 
and around the corner come these Egyptian guys, of course, with guns. <laughs> it was my my big fear was to be the first night I arrived in Egypt. I was staying at the Mina house, uh, and I looked out of my window. And I arrived at night, and there were the pyramids. So I went to the desk and I say, "I'm going to the pyramids." And they said, well, we don't recommend you going out there at night. It's dangerous. It's like going in Central Park at night. I said, fuck you, I'm going. So I went out, and there I am sitting on my tripod. And across the dunes, I saw these guys coming. And I thought, oh, fuck. My first night in Egypt, they're going to rob me and take my camera. And as they got closer, I got more and more worried and then they showed up and there I am with my camera on a tripod and so I asked them could I take your picture and they stood there and posed and I took their picture and then they they left I couldn't believe it I thought the picture was lousy I mean I was so upset that I was going to lose my camera anyway that's that story but, um, but the picture has that, what I got from that picture was, you know, was that feeling of fear. I, I thought, like, how could this happen? Why is this guy pointing a gun at you that looks like a terrifying yeah, situation? Well, that one, and it's, yes. a, it's, it's a real gun, obviously, you know. It was a real gun. And so and I, to, I, I asked them to take their pictures. So if you want to uh, defuse somebody, you know, don't try to take the gun out of their head. Tell him you're going to take their picture, and and they and he did my little he did my little scenario. So I photographed my fear by photographing you know the guy with a gun on two occasions guns. Oh, and at the very end, I forgot when I was building my pyramid, you know the last thing I did, and this guy shows up again in the middle of nowhere, miles. These pyramids look close. They're not. They're very far away. And I thought, so on three occasions, I, I, I you know, I, I had, uh, anyway, Bob, uh, the shot I got that from that moonlight is really quite beautiful. It's a double exposure. It's, uh, of all the photographs people have taken, you know, in, in Egypt from Francis Firth to the Napoleon soldiers, you know, I'm, I'm the only one who photographed it that I knew of by moonlight and double exposed and triple exposed. And then I built my own pyramid too, which I, I was getting back to being a kid. I used to build model cities. And uh, up till when we lived in the country, I used to build model cities in the country. Anyway. So, so yeah, that, there was the model, but also, right, the, the image of the pyramids, which is, which is just gorgeous. You see the Sphinx there, both pyramids, and, and the kind of light emanating from the pyramids, because that's because the moon is yeah, behind that, it. Yeah, that, that was one that's of the image two, you're yeah. talking about, right? Or, or no, that's no, a different no. Image. The opening one, you'll know it, it's a it's a triple. It's a, there are two of them, but there's one where the 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 pyramids are. You see them like two or three times. They're like six oh, yes. pyramids or more. It's I think it's in the opening of the book. Yeah. It is. I love it's, doing it's the fourth, fourth image in it. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in front of it now. It's the fourth image. It's three, three in a row, and it looks like a combined negative, like those are two yeah, negatives. Yeah, and then there's together. some horizontal white lines running across. That's right. Yeah. And what are the horizontal white lines? Is that, is, that, is that traffic or the moon? Or? No, there were no, there were no cars. There was nowhere. I mean, no, and that was done a long time ago. Well, I don't know how long ago, but certainly in the 70s or 80s or something, you know. Who knows? But... Uh, Life is a big surprise, and, and 
I've started to write this thing, um, and I wish I could remember what I've been writing all morning. I fell in love with Tom Stoppard. He's such a genius, you know, who he is, the English playwright. What a fucking genius. I mean, he's style. You know, when Diaghilev was a young man, I mean, uh, Cocteau, he was going to work with Diaghilev on uh, ballet, and uh, Cocteau is like, the Andy Warhol of his time, you know, art poster on the make, except it was a little more to him. Anyway, um, and so he said to Diaghilev, what do you want? You know, what do you expect? And Diaghilev said, astound me. And I think work should be astounded. It should be boring. You know, life is astounding. And uh, I just get tired of, you know, I always tell photographers, don't tell me what I already know. I know what trees look like and sunsets and tits. You know, I know, I know that. Show me what I don't know. You know, right? And and you know the the, the some of the some of the stories you're making, the books that you're sending out are are um, are also tributes. They they come from so many different angles. They're, they're they're not only stories that are utilizing past photos and new paintings and images, but then there was something like the tribute to Belmondo and and Seberg, which I found oh, yeah, really touching. Funny? Yeah. Yeah, what well, was, was so funny? Well, well, I had done. Also, it's, it's that, that kind of fantasy that you know, what if, what if she lived? What, what if he's still yeah. alive? And, and when, what if they met in New York last exactly. year? Years you know, later, I, and that was Marilyn Sokol, who's a wonderful, crazy lady. Just love her, and she was in a little movie I made. Uh, 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 it was sort of, it was called, what was it called? It was done in little theater in Brooklyn. Oh, it was called. Achoo, achoo, how do you do? That was the name of the movie. <laughs> and uh, and there was a lot of farting going on in the movie, too, which was funny. I have a whoopee cushion for that, uh, such occasions. Uh, I, that sounds wonderful. I, I was just reading about uh, Edward Gorey uh, in his, um, towards the end of his life, he was producing plays in very small theaters that hardly anybody saw in Cape Cod, and they... They had almost oh. the sound of that, so something very surrealist, and nobody knew what was going on in his plays. They would walk out in the middle, and it sounded yeah. just, just, just wonderful, something that you would like, I would imagine. Absolutely. He was marvelous, and um, it's very much in the manner of Alfred Jerry, you know, this, this sure. kind of uh, kind of physical... Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, you know, I was so thrilled. I was going through my books. There's a... I can't say that word. Plantalit, whatever it is. And oh, pataphysics, pataphysics. Yeah, pataphysics. And there's a pataphysics journal or something. And they produced, I didn't realize it, but they produced my uh, uh, oh, oh, thing about the bathroom. Things are queer. They produced in the oh. pataphysics review. And re- when I realized what that, that book, I was thrilled. Can you imagine? Being in a review by Alfred, who the fuck knows with who he is? But that's the kind of stuff. I like the word delight, and Jerry was delightful, and so was uh, the guy we just mentioned. You know, my short-term memory isn't as good as it used to be. I call my short-term memory shorty. <laughs> See, I think that, I just came up with that. I thought that was funny. I call you know I call the wind Mariah, and I. Call my short-term memory shorty. 
right, Cape and it Port. sounds like you have a good relationship with all of them. You have a number of relationships with all these different aspects. Yeah, I do. And uh, it's strange because I had, uh, what do they call that? I had uh, open-heart surgery. I had uh, Fred and I were together for 57 years, and we lived in the country for 44 years, and then he came down with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So for seven years, I had to take care of him while his, uh, his uh, you know, my, but during that stress, I had a very serious open-heart surgery, and, uh, and uh, I survived so far very nicely. So that's good news. But, uh, and and that, that was over a decade ago. Correct. Well, when was that? No, it was about five, I don't remember, five oh, years yeah. ago or six years, not a decade, yeah. So I take a licking, and I give a licking, <laughs> and I like a licking. <laughs> licking Lucky, Lucky, Licky, Licky. Anyway, I wonder why they didn't call Lucky Lindbergh, Licky Lucky Lindbergh. You know, when he flew the Atlantic, they called him Lucky Lucky Lindbergh. Yeah. I like Licky Lucky. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. <laughs> and, of course, this past year has also been, you know, really difficult, not only with the COVID, but with this yeah. um, this, this uh, in, insane person that we had in the highest office. Oh. And, and you also oh. wrote something, um, a poem, which, um, which I also loved, which was, well, which was just for the president, the former president. I did a whole exhibit. Uh, uh, do you know the word agitprop? In Russia, uh, that means propaganda during the Soviet era. And I did an anti-Trump agitprop. And uh, I did lots of things. Uh, sculpture. Oh, I do sculpture, too. You should see the sculpture. Uh, I, you know, really, I really right. like you, the you, you did. You did one called Dump Trump, which was more oh, like yeah. the agitprop. Yeah. You're, you're out there on the street. The art of the yeah. steel and the and the bully and, uh, bullshit and you know it was it, it was lots exactly. of paintings and and it looks like yeah. you were making cardboard cutouts and all kinds of things. And yeah, I went up three times to march around Trump's towers. I th- and maybe if I marched around seven times, like in the Bible, the Jericho, the walls would have come tumbling down. That didn't happen. No, but I think if uh, I think the big secret when in life is having a curiosity. You start with curiosity. Oh, you know the Hungarian recipe for making chicken goulash? First, you steal the chicken. <laughs> so I think you have to have curiosity. And that's, people are not curious about anything, you know, and that's a downfall of the school. That's why art is so boring. And, and uh, you know, uh, as I said, the... Uh, one trick ponies, you know, knocking out the same. I don't know. Anyway, Jack, because because curiosity. Or? I mean, I, I like that because curiosity isn't so much encouraged or taught as as no. as much as we'd like it to be. It's it's and because the people with television and computers, they are provided twenty four seven with entertainment. They don't would never think of inventing their own thing, you know, or, and without curiosity. But I always tell students that, should I ever meet another student, that uh, if you leave this school asking fewer questions than when you arrived, then you didn't get an education. You really, 
You should leave the school right. curious about every every square inch of life is a curiosity. I've fallen, re-fallen in love with Shakespeare, and I've been reading a lot of Harold Bloom, you know, the the famous literature teacher up at sure. Yale. And sure. God, he, he his canon is amazing. You could, and and then his uh, his book on Shakespeare is stunning. Such a fucking genius, you can't believe it, you know. And then people call Andy Warhol a genius, you know, for Christ. Are you crazy? I mean, that's really... You know what Andy Warhol was? He was a skimmer. He skimmed the culture. He didn't draw... When he was a commercial artist, he was a genius. But he he didn't draw anything. He didn't uh, paint anything. Gerald Malanga did all his stencils and... You know, he skimmed other people. He didn't do anything. He simply skimmed. He's a cultural skimmer. That's my word for him. Mm. What's well, interesting, again, his commercial work, of course, was was great, early commercial work. And, and yeah. you've done a lot of commercial work. There was one um, you sent out that was really, oh, yeah. it made me smile. And, and, I mean, they all make me smile and often laugh. But it was one yeah. where you were essentially saying, you know, um, I'm for hire. And, um, yeah, available. and, and, that it, it, and I'm, I'm available. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, I, I know you do still, you still do. Uh, I would if somebody gave and... me a job. I, <laughs> I'm, I love photography, and I love doing commercial work. I'm not a photo snob. And I, my, my story is, when I started out, I was doing a job, but a young woman came, a student girl came up to me, and she said, are you Dwayne? And I said, yes. She said, well, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm making a living. And then she said, oh, well, I would never sell out. And I wanted to say, honey, you have nothing to sell. All these people who don't want to sell out, they're useless. You are useless. You couldn't last for five seconds in a commercial world. And I've done everything. I've done the Paris collections. I, for Vogue, I did uh, uh, every, life covers. Uh, I did campaigns for, uh, I did the Synchronicity album. I'm proud of my commercial work. I work both sides of the streets. And there are those people who had very successful commercial people, but they they, they never did a, a, a museum job. And then there are those people who were very successful artists who, who never never did a job, you know. I love the challenge. It's my curiosity that makes me, uh, you know, uh, try to figure something out. I never had a studio. I always rented a studio. I was cottage industry. I never wanted to be, uh, you know, I never wanted to be Avedon, you know. I was a little bit pregnant when it came to fashion, but I loved doing that. Can you imagine getting paid a lot of money to make beautiful women look beautiful? What's the problem? I mean, what, you know, how bad is that? You know. Of course, um, and 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 so you you continue to do that. You're 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 almost ninety. You don't pick up a camera anymore. So no. when you're do when you're doing commercial work. What happens? You're, you're, you're more a director of these films, of, yeah, of well, things that so are going on. Yeah, well, first of all, I have the idea, and then I, I have help now, and, uh, which, which, as I said, I never had before. And I say, fuck film. I love digital cameras. My God, I could do all kinds of things that I could never do 
in the, it killed me, killed me, literally killed me to do something like uh, the guy on the subway, I forgot what, what that's called, the human condition, you know, and all those tricks I used to do in the dark room. My God. And now I could do total magic and... Uh, and I love it. And you're, I have, you're not behind the camera anymore, though. In total, no. Magic, well, I right? am. I am, but I, you know, I mean, I direct things. I, you know, you know, but I don't actually do it. I don't even know what they're doing there. I don't really care. I, I, they, you know, I, I see what I'm doing, and I, you know, working on the movie in McKeesport, You know, just recently, I had a cameraman and a local guy. And I had somebody, we used a drone. I've never used a drone in my life. And that was amazing to use a drone, you know. I'm droning on right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, I mean, you, you continue to be very curious. So that is fascinating. The drone, you're using different technologies, yeah, digital technologies. Um, yeah, how I'm, are you I'm, using the drone? How, how do you direct a drone? That, that's kind of Well, you know, we, we have, a, we have a, a dronograph and a droner somebody who drones the drone, and it's a lady droner in this case. And uh, I saw what she was doing. I, I, I tell her what to do, and she does it. You know, that's what you do. It's called being a director. Uh, and this whole thing about the films is so liberating. When I first, when I first uh, uh, began to uh, tell stories, direct you know that was liberating. I didn't have to. I didn't have to walk around looking for life. I didn't have to. I, I became. I didn't wait for the lucky accident. I could do the decisive moment before and the moment after. And I was lucky because I never went to photo school. They teach you rules, you know. And uh, and then so telling stories, setting something up was liberating. And then I liberated myself more by doing sequences. And then I liberated myself more by add, adding text to a photograph. So everything I did was to liberate myself. I wasn't being clever. I was frustrated with the stillness of the still picture. Garbo speaks. For Christ, if Garbo could speak, why can't you speak, camera? And... Uh, and that's the way the but, whole thing. And, and, but that happened. That happened in your in your eighties, didn't it? That you started making films. You were using sequences and 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 and, and, and you know time based well, kind of constructions and books, which are which are quite filmic. But you yeah. you didn't actually make a film and doing what you're talking about and get no. almost obsessive with it, making as many as you are until well, you're now. In your I 80s. love it. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I I started Josiah as my great uh, assistant and uh, collaborator, and he, I'll say, Josiah, let's make that upside down, and let's put it in the negative, and he does it. It's magic, totally magic. So Josiah is this sorcerer's apprentice, and then I have a helper, Tim Soder, and, and I'll say, Tim, bibbidi-bum, bibbidi-boom, and he can bibbidi-bum and bibbidi-boom very well, and that's why it works. And uh, so I've constantly liberated myself, Oh, and I've invented a new word. You better write this down. You heard it here first. Um, in photography, we have documentaries, we have reportage, we have portraiture, you know, whatever. And I've invented a new word for photo artists. We have poets, P-H-O-E-T, and they perform poetry, P 
P-H-O-E-T-R-Y. And those are poetic photographers like, uh, who's I keep forgetting her name, the woman who, the young girl who committed suicide up at Rizvi. Oh, Wood, um, Woodward. Woodman. Woodward. Wood, Woodman, yeah. yeah. Woodman. Jerry Yulsman is a poet. Uh, uh, Ralph Eugene Meatyard is a poet. Uh, you know, there are, and I'm a poet, and all God children love poets, but uh, that's the new word. It's, uh, it's I like that. People. And Francesca Woodman is a, is, was a poet, as you're saying. Yeah, she was a poet, absolutely. And there were, there were a number of them, but they never, because uh, Herr, uh, H-E-R-R, uh, Sarkowski, you know, the uh, uber Leutner, the uber Fuhrer Sarkowski, uh, did not deign uh, to recognize uh, anything that was a reportage in the same way that Green Shapiro and Greenberg and all those louts, L-O-U-T-S, only recognized uh, uh, Helen Frankenthaler and abstract expressionists. You, you, you didn't have a chance in hell if you... Uh, Shakespeare could not get a gallery, not Shakespeare. I mean, uh, Michelangelo could not get a gallery today. Mm-hmm. Neither could Leonardo. You could, they're, they're dead ducks. You know, whatever the local fascist uh, uh, critics, regime, dictators say art is, that's like with Andy and that crowd of, uh, you know, I mean, you couldn't do anything but... You know, the the famous self-expressionists in the art world are all followers. They all follow whoever dictates, except that's why I like uh, the, the what they call that. I love the Cubists. I think Cubists were totally amazing, the Surrealists, anyway. And the Surrealists, wow. too. Um, I mean, I mean um, Louise Bourgeois, is, is that also work you like? Yes and no. I don't like her. She's too... Uh, She's too clever. I know that sounds strange. The, the, the Buddhists say you have to want just enough, not too much, not too little, and she's too clever. You, you could be too clever. And uh, anyway, that's yeah, I'm that's, very that's, that's all, all, all. yeah, that's fine. I'm, 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 I, I love hearing from you. Dwayne and um, and I'd love getting the, the the PDFs that you have that yeah. you've been sending out. Um, it's I, I want to wish you uh, an almost happy birthday before your 90th birthday. I it's about to, about to be <laughs> I there. That's that's such an exciting uh, birthday. I think it's kind of a remarkable. Well, I think it's uh, remarkable, yeah. but it's I'm not having a birthday. I'm having a burp day. Uh, happy birthday to me. Uh, happy birthday to me. Uh, Happy birthday, dear Dwayne. Happy birthday uh, to me. (laughs) Okay. Can I go now? um, I just want to ask you what you're reading at the moment. Oh, well, I'm deep into these, these, uh, what do you call it, books? Oh, the Harold Bloom books. Absolutely lovely. And I just finished the biography. I like biography. I told you of... uh, Oh, for heaven's sakes. Tom Stoppard, you know, really amazing. And I'm perusing Shakespeare because, you know, you just cannot believe the brilliance of, uh, you know, his utter, utter brilliance. 
Anyways. Well, Dwayne, I want to okay. thank you so much. I really appreciate the work you're doing. So thank you so much for talking with me. Send it, send it to your friends because, you know, one size fits all. Bye-bye. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.